You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Well, we just wrapped up a coaching call that we do every every month with the Academy mm-hmm. members. And the hangout after, that's less, so much fun. It absolutely is, because what we have is a, is a group of invested people mm-hmm. uh, in the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy that are truly... Um, looking to improve themselves, improve their marriage, and help other people along mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on in the Sexy Merge Radio Academy. And so this is just a quick plug to say, come join us. Because uh, your voice is is wanted and needed and helpful, can be helpful. Um, right. Because maybe you come on board and you take a season of, this is what I'm just getting from it. I'm I'm gleaning stuff from it, and then I can get back later. Or maybe you can come in, and it's both at the same time. Maybe so. And Because you just want to go to smrnation.com forward slash SMR Academy is how you can join. That's also how you join the extended content too, because you get the extra parts of the, of the show that we do each and every week. But to everybody else too, we're so grateful that everybody shows up mm-hmm. and, and joins in, calls us at 214-702-9565 with what's going on in their mind or their heart or their marriage or their family. Mm-hmm. This man, it's so interwoven. Brings the emails, <laughs> asks the questions. Right. Says, you know, is this normal? Is it not? <laughs> and speaking of emails, you would, you would send it to feedback at sexyemergeradio.com because that's what gets us uh, the content that we can help do because it's listener-driven radio and has been for years. Mm-hmm. And we also rely on the nation to help spread the word that married sex is the hotbed for sex. And so jump on iTunes, write and review the show, leave a comment, help us climb the charts, uh, subscribe. Subscribe uh, for a friend, grab their phone and put it on there. Not opposed to that at all. Right. Because um, what better way to, than to have a conversation when you show up at work the next day? Um, can't explain why this show is now showing up in my podcast app. I don't, I'd like to know more, please. Just thought you'd enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it, 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 trust me, it'll be good for you. So before we get to the show... Um, we need to give a quick reminder to everybody that if you want to come to the getaway and get a scholarship for your registration, we're, Pam and I are throwing in a, uh, we're going to scholarship a couple that wants to come join us uh, June 23rd to the 25th mm-hmm. in Indianapolis for this year's getaway. Uh, you need to send us an email, feedback, sexymarriageradio.com and just put in the subject lines, uh, SMR getaway. We want in somewhere in the body of it. And we'll put you in the random drawing. Yeah. Do it before March 2nd. That is Texas Independence Day. Yeehaw. That is, that's the deadline for us doing the drawing. So make sure you um, get in before then. And we want to see you there. Come see us in Indy. And if you don't want to enter the drawing or you don't win, come join us anyway. The the deadline for the early bird registration ends April 15th. Um, but register at smrnation.com forward slash getaway, and we hope to see you there. Mm-hmm. Well, coming up on today's show, um, actually, we've did this a couple of different times, so uh, we're giving the full show today to everybody. Nice. Okay. Uh, because I'm joined by exactly. a fellow LPC, Colleen Ramser, mm-hmm. and she works in the, she's a trauma therapist, and she works in the world of spiritual abuse and, and domestic abuse. And they're not always reportable offenses, but they do actually impact people, right? It's not like there's flat on verbal, physical altercations that are happening, but there are aspects that are abusive and they are impactful and they're painful and they're harmful. 
And we've mm-hmm. kind of had a thread through some of our shows lately on the idea of uh, big T, little T trauma mm-hmm. and how do we deal with it. And so I came across her um, a couple months back listening to another show that she was on. And I'm like, I got to get her on. And so we finally got a chance to record. And we just, we kind of walk through the system and the individual and the dynamic. And then more importantly, what do you do about it? How do you heal? What are the steps we need to take? There you go. Some solutions. That's what and, we want to hear. And so that's why we're giving the full show because I didn't feel right saying, well, if you want to learn how to heal, join the academy and you'll get all that info. You know, mm. <laughs> this is something I think everybody needs to be exposed to. Right. Because we all face uh, turmoil and things that impact us in various ways that we need to deal with better. Mm-hmm. And so she joins me today and we dive deep into that. That's great. I'm looking forward to it. It's always a pleasure to uh, be joined on the show from a fellow fellow therapist. And so Colleen, we got our work cut out for us because sometimes when I have a, a therapist join me, it, uh, we got to realize, you know, we're not doing therapy for the whole world yeah. right here in this conversation. <laughs> But we are talking about some some very important concepts. So Colleen Ramser is joining me. So you're an L, a licensed professional counselor and then a certified EMDR trauma specialist, yes. right? Yes. So that's some training I don't have. So this will be fun uh, to, to kind of see how some things can overlap. But Colleen, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's and, a privilege to come on. And I'm, I'm going to just give everybody a heads up on how I found you. Uh, just yeah. I think this is pertinent information. So I had a, I had a colleague friend of mine um, earlier in 2020 uh, mentioned the podcast, uh, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. And so that's the story of Mark Driscoll and uh, the Mars Hill Church up in Seattle and how it just boomed and, and grew giant. And then it all collapsed uh, within a short time frame, relatively mm-hmm. speaking. Yeah. Uh, and as I'm listening to the podcast, which was really well done, you could find it in almost any podcast app that you use. Um, you were on. And so as I'm listening mm-hmm. to some of the dialogue of the whole concept of uh, spiritual abuse um, and just some of the different traumas that come uh, from a religious and spiritual context, yeah. it's it, it immediately made me think, okay, that's something we got to talk about because you know that's playing out not just in the world as, as, yeah. as a whole for churches, mm-hmm. but in the world as a whole for marriages. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I want to go is yeah. just what do you see in the world of marriage and relationships when it comes to some of these different traumas that we experience? And let's just kind of go broad brush and then we'll, we'll drill down into deeper nuances. Sure. I figured uh, you're going to be opening the floodgates with this episode. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Um, because I think that it happens more often than we think. And there's a lot of people who are very desperate for some hope and, you know, for some healing. Uh, you know, I think, I think Mike did a great job with the Mars Hill podcast and, and, and being able to shed some light on it, open some doors with it, create the conversation for sure. But, but it is something that I see often because I specialize with domestic abuse and spiritual abuse. So, you know, on this, you know, the spiritual abuse and a lot of it looks like just simply having a power differential, even at the simplest form, a pastor doesn't understand that his words create, you know, bring a whole lot of weight. Absolutely. Um, You know, just simply speaking, but then on the other end, there's a lot of forcefulness that can take place with this, where there's whole systems and institutions that kind of have this way about them that if you don't hop on the train, you're going to get kicked off or you're going to be run over. (laughs) Um, And so 
there's this concept of agency within the church that I see in choice and, you know, that being taken away, not only with spiritual abuse, but also with domestic abuse and marriages where often I'll see the woman as a victim and she feels she can't express some of these things that are happening in the home. It's just submit more, do more, pray more. <laughs> it's the same with the spiritual abuse. They, they overlap quite a bit in that way, but mm-hmm. um, you know, the spiritual abuse component I often will see staff members or people within the church who are pretty closely tied to the leadership, um, whether they were, um, you know, whatever position they had, but they're being used, they're kind of being, um, you know, told that they have to do certain things that they don't agree with. And and it's kind of, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of uh, crazy making within that as well. They have a gut feeling something's not right. Totally. Um, but each time they bring it to the table, there's a lot of gaslighting. There's a lot of, you don't know what you're talking about. Like we know yeah. what we're talking about. And right. um, a lot of times, it, you know, they don't realize it until it's quite a bit later that this has been happening. Okay. So let's, let's go systemic first. Yeah. Because the, the, the two things that, that, that jump out to me uh, as, as you're setting the stage up, Colleen, is this idea of there's a system in place and that, yeah. that helps cultivate what could some in some instances unintended consequences in some instances acts absolutely intended consequences and there's yeah, fine lines yeah. probably between that absolutely. and i don't want to go too far down that rabbit sure. hole because that gets into a world of cruelty and dark side and machiavelli oh, yes. and all that kind of stuff that it's fun. yeah <laughs> yeah it is but not for a show like sexy marriage yes. radio necessarily because yes. that's a whole different beast it to is. start to unpack yeah but then the other thing the other term that you mentioned is this whole idea of agents Absolutely. And and this is one of those things that is so um, misunderstood, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. is a way to think of it, misused. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in a lot of ways, too, because it doesn't necessarily fit with the Christian ethos. Right. Right. So it's just more tell, self-sacrifice. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. Because that, that's that whole concept of, well, yeah. you just obviously aren't submitting enough. You just obviously aren't filling the blank. Yeah. As if you don't exist as a human being and, and you are your own entity. So yeah. how how do we make sense of that to help empower people from this kind of a conversation? Because mm-hmm. obviously therapy is one route. It's sure. definitely beneficial in helping somebody find a safe place to discover that in themselves. Because ultimately, mm-hmm. that's my goal mm-hmm. with every client is, yeah. how are you practicing better agency? Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. frame it that way, but that's exactly, I don't say it that way, sure. but that's exactly the way it's framed. So how do we, how do we make sense of that when it doesn't necessarily fit oh, in the system? So this, you know, I absolutely, I'm, I'm on board with self-sacrifice, you know, and I, I have to kind of uh, help people understand that I'm not against that whatsoever when I talk about agency, but there's a difference between that and losing yourself in someone. And uh, even even using self-sacrifice as an as a means for agency. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I see a woman who is self-sacrificing, quote, for her husband, but she's losing her whole personhood. She's losing mm-hmm. her, you know, that image bearing that um, unique way that she's been created. It's chipping away each time she's enabling this abusive spouse. And that's a whole other can of worms. What is an abusive spouse? Um, but that to me is not sacrifice, but it's enabling and it's, it's not, um, doing it out of love. It's doing it out of, uh, anxious, um, need to have identity. Right. 
And so there's a difference between that and, you know, choosing to actually self-sacrifice out of the foundation of Christ. Um, and in agency, when we don't utilize our agency, I know you and I can nerd out about the nervous system and all, all kinds of different things, but um, really we're not, we're not coming from our foundation then. We're moving in these spaces that's just creating uh, more chaos within our whole system and who we are. Um, and so I do believe God has created us in such a way to you know, to follow what our body is saying, to pay attention to those things, which I know right. a lot of people get really uncomfortable in Christian circles when we talk about the body, but we can't separate that from our soul. And our bodies tell us things. They say, don't move forward in this. Yeah. Don't say yes to that. <laughs> something's, you know, said, something's off yeah. or underhanded or right. right doesn't line <laughs> up actually with better, better counsel or better thought. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I encourage a lot of people to go with, with that gut feeling to pay attention to that. Sometimes that can get a little off when you've, when you've gone through trauma, but that's essentially the beginning stages of agency is paying attention to your own embodiment to then make decisions and move forward. Because somewhere along the way, someone was using your body to make their decisions to fulfill their desires and their needs and wants. Right. Okay, so let, I'm going to make this kind of practical just for the audience sake, because this is because this is one of those things that I hear yeah. a lot. And uh, I've even had some fascinating conversations recently uh, with a couple that wasn't on a therapeutic standpoint. It was just a, yeah. a, 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 a hey, are we OK? Kind of a set yeah. situation. And it was my wife and I and uh, it was a pornography addiction in him that had been long term, um, but unknown to her. But yet, as we're talking more, she's like, yeah, anytime the subject came up in church or mm -hmm. I heard it, there was some, there was a pinging is the way she described mm -hmm. it of, yeah, I wonder, uh, you know, there, mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about. Yeah, it's this whole this happening. Uh, yeah. Okay. I wonder if he's really got this. He said he hasn't, but I, there's yeah. something deeper kind of saying. And, and I think what we, what we do as humans, and, and it's not just women, because I think men absolutely do this too, is I don't trust my gut. And yeah. I don't follow it through because one, I'm scared to get the real answer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's easier just to live in the anxiety I know than yeah. the anxiety that could be. Yeah, <laughs> which, absolutely. Which that's a Sometimes good we difference. Live our lives that way. <laughs> well, true, and that's what that's why you're describing this idea of agency. Of I give up myself because I'm I'm sacrificing self. Well, sacrifice is even the wrong word. I'm not even seeking what could be. Because I don't, I, I'm just trying to relieve the moment. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want the feelings I've got in the moment, and so I'm kicking it down the road to something that's going to be even worse. Yeah, yeah. Rather than and realizing, yeah, absolutely. Because I think a truism is, and I'm assuming I can speak for you here, but a truism is, life does not give me the opportunity of this anxiety or no anxiety. It gets me up, <laughs> gives me the opportunity of this anxiety or that anxiety. Which, which yeah, one do I really, want to choose? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and if we, if we want to live, you know, in our truest self and the most whole self that we can here on earth, I, I really do believe we have to begin with that reality. Right. Where are we? You know, talking about Genesis, right. where are we? Where are yep. you? And we yep. have to kind of gather these spaces within our body and understanding where we are and what we actually want or don't want and go into boundaries. Like what is a push on me and what's not? Um, I think uh, within spiritual abuse and domestic abuse, within trauma in general, that gets so diluted 
it gets yeah. really difficult to hear that and to sense that. And so that there, there becomes sort of this process of choice and agency and noticing, you know, within your body to, to kind of move out of that, you know, freeze space or even that fight, you know, space within trauma. Right. Yeah. And, and this is this is where because I think just so I'm clarifying that we're on the same page. Yeah. There's there's a lot of the different things that we can have that happen in our life that are traumatic, but they're not reportable offenses. Sure. Right. It, it, but they are things that are definitely impacting us still. Yes. Yeah. And they do alter the relationship dynamic myself in light and a view of that relationship and yeah. myself in my view of myself, even of yeah. am I a good enough Christian? Am I a good enough spouse? Am I a good enough person? You know, all of the different yeah. things that we can have that we put out these as these standards that I'm not all of a sudden now, wait, I'm not living according to that, but I haven't really asked the question of what's that standard <laughs> actually. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is it Who even am I? valid? How do I want to live? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. And so when you, when you were talking about this idea of trusting my gut of, mm-hmm. of, of seeking an ability to, to follow that more, because I think that's then where we need to slow it down for people to realize it's not, I have to follow it all the way through. I just need to take sure. the next step. Right. And yes. that kind of what you would describe. Yeah. I would say it's a sense as it's a, you know, that space is a sensing space um, and learning how to listen to it, you know, even, you know, within churches and, and when this takes place, it's unfortunate because I, I think what happens is, is there's, there's sort of this parentified thing that's happening. Um, and so we may feel that something's off, but we don't feel like we have many options or choices to get out of it. Um, and so, you know, with that, you're sensing and trying to gather some data about what is actually happening. Uh, but I think sometimes it's helpful to have that outsourced, outside resource, whether it's a therapist or somebody that's just helping you see some things that you can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, that is impacting your soul. It's impacting your personhood, your whole body. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, and that's, what's so weird too, is a lot of times that person may not be my spouse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because in there, an element of this happens on a systemic level yeah. and then yeah. on a marital level, yeah. right? Because yeah. as I'm hearing mm-hmm. you talk through this of how often has the whole message of obligation sex, the whole message of submission, the whole yeah. message of headship, the whole message oh, of yeah. respect yeah. and however, you, and all of those vary depending on how we define the term, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that plays out particularly for wives in some ways Absolutely. because of what people have been raised to think should be yep. or yep. what have been taught to think should be. Yeah. And, and that's a whole nother issue still. Yeah. Oh, and, the, and they find themselves part of the system, part of the culture of it. And this is the way we're supposed to do marriage. This is the way we're, you know, we're supposed to do life. And, you know, it's kind of the whole Kool-Aid thing. You don't realize you're drinking the Kool-Aid until you're practically dead, you know, and, and <laughs> I hate to sound morbid in that way, but no. it can feel like that, that you're so entrenched within this, you know, way of doing life and the, the things that are spoken from the pulpit and the way that you're encouraged within your marriage and different things that you just don't know anything different, that there's any other option or choice uh, to be different until you, until you see different, you know, like we don't know what we don't know until we know. Right. And so, so then how do you help people start to see different? I mean, what, what's some of the best things yeah. we could do that kind of point them in that direction? 
Yeah. You know, I think initially there has to be a little bit of an awakening. Um, and it, like I said, it's, it's hard, but it's more often true that people will start to see it when they've already been through a lot of damage or they've already mm -hmm. been kind of beaten down several different ways. And, and it's, you know, it's the one person who starts to question, this is not right. And then another person says, yeah, I feel that same way, you know, within that system and questions the system um, or questions the marriage or they, they are, you know, they, they come across some sort of content podcast or a book or some sort of webinar. And they start thinking, you know, what they're describing right there sounds a little bit like what I'm going through. I wonder. And so they follow that thread. So I think there's a little bit of that, you know, that awakening that sometimes you don't know you're in it until you have something that is mm -hmm. awakening you to it that causes you to then question. And, you know, then from there on, I, I will often see people then become educated on it. They understand more of what they're going through. There's words for it because when you go through something that's traumatic, especially like this, there's just not a lot of words to articulate what's happening inside of you and what's happening around you. So, right. you know, when they're, they've been educated, they have some sort of footing, you know, maybe they found themselves in therapy. They found a supportive community. They can begin to heal and have a little bit more clarity about what their next steps are. And of course, you know, I can't speak for everyone on, on, each individual step. I think the nature of trauma is, is attunement, being able to kind of, uh, you know, move to the next thing that feels right versus step one, step two, step three. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know? And so I think, you know, for everyone, it looks a little bit different. Sometimes it's leaving that church. Sometimes it, sometimes it is divorce, you know, and, and I, I get a lot of people who say, are you for divorce calling? <laughs> And I'm like, no, I'm for really healthy relationships and for yeah. people to not be traumatized in these systems or marriage. And I just as much want, you know, I, I will often see the woman, I just, you know, who's a victim. I, I just as much want the husbands to do their work, to, you know, to figure out what is it that has, you know, been a part of their foundation that is not creating these fruit, fruits of the spirit, that they're not relating in these ways that are Christ-like. So I want it for both. Right. <laughs> I want it no, for I, everyone. I, I agree. Cause that, that's yeah. the idea of, I want, I, I use the phrase of, I want two healthy people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the relationship, I don't get a vote. It's, it's up to them yeah. on what you do or don't do. And so yes. it then becomes, how do we start to recognize? Cause again, I think you're kind of pointing out some things that if, if we can be objective and look at it, it's a little, it's, we get some more clarity, which is mm -hmm. okay. My emotions serve a purpose. Yeah. Right. And if nothing else, they should, they could be triggers to help me question things better because they're not a hundred percent true, true all the time. They're yeah. also not a hundred percent wrong all exactly. the time. Yes. It's data, <laughs> but maybe I could get good information from it to ask mm -hmm. better questions to go. Okay. Wait, yeah. I'm starting to see a theme here of this circumstance happened and this certain, and I kind of had the same feeling mm -hmm. there's gotta be more to it then. So how do I yeah. have the courage to ask the better questions? Yes. Yeah. And then the other and I love this, that you kind of subtly mentioned this. I just want to point it out and put a pin in it more of, I seek out things that I know are outside of my circle, yep. if you will, or outside mm -hmm. of my dynamic, that I will yep. go listen to things or learn some things or read something that I know I may not agree with, or it doesn't even apply to me yeah. necessarily, or it's more yeah. of a story that seems sensationalized. Because what came to my mind as I was listening to you talk about this, I don't know if you've read the book. Um, but it was, I cannot remember the author's name it was a woman uh -huh. from North Korea, uh, oh. in order to live. 
And it was her story of escaping North Korea into the slave trade in China, into the sex slave trade. And now she's in America after what she had to do to survive and just Mm -hmm. listening to, because she's actually the one that read it. And so it's just like, okay, that is so profound on her plight, but it also is so human. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more extreme, but some of the main things are exactly what the human experience is. On yep. what we do and what it did for me is help kind of, okay, wait, I see some of that. Okay. Now, because that's something so out yeah. of the, out of my normal yeah. that, okay. And then, uh, then you add to it and uh, imagine that a therapist talking about out of my normal, because we know what we hear most day in and day out. It's like, whoa, that's stuff I got to really deal with yeah. on my own yeah. level of, of walking alongside somebody who is, that is their experience. Yeah. But it's just, I love acknowledging that fact of okay seek out something that will stretch you a little bit yeah yeah well and i think because there's so much confusion um you know within that piece of spiritual abuse domestic abuse these systems there's just so much confusion that sometimes you just really got to get out of it um in some capacity and, and be be okay with the fact that you may be cut out because you, you uh-huh. begin to question um, that that's part of it, that you will, things will get worse because you're questioning or you are, you know, saying, I don't know if I really agree with being called a name all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I don't really agree with um, being forced to do things within the church. So that don't agree with them. I got saying no. Um, but I think, you know, when we look at Christ and how the fruits of the spirit are, when we are rel- relating out of that, then there is self-control, there is patience, there's gentleness. And right. if you're not seeing that, then there's a problem. You know, <laughs> not that we're perfect. No, know? not no, by any means. But it but it does go back to what you were describing earlier when you're talking about this aspect of agency and my own growth that yeah. and and getting to where it's self-sacrifice. That presupposes yeah. that there is a self to then sacrifice. Yes. And that's a huge component Mm -hmm. of this conversation because otherwise it's a doormat and it's, there's not, uh, what are you actually giving? Nothing. Cause you don't, you don't really have anything you are giving. Exactly. You're a lot of times I'll say you're, you're, you're being made in the image of a system or your spouse, you know, and and that is not sacrificing. Um, Right. You know, I think you hit it right on the nail that you got to have a self to be able to move into these things and to, to give in ways that are loving, you know, anything beyond that or different than that is just an empty person that's trying to please someone else or please a system. Right. Which then is let's, let's go for a minute on um, the idea of the domestic side of this too, because the other side of this equation matters that when I hear couples where if, if the husband is the one that's taken the headship role, yeah. And he's taken the, you should submit. And this is more about me and whether it's an overt or it's a covert, because sure. sometimes I think it's a, it's an upbringing. It's what I believe too. And I didn't even have the top, take the moment to question what that is, but there's something deeper down yeah. because the way I see this play out in sex is I want a wife to participate willingly and want to do that for herself too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if yeah. she's just self-sacrificing quote unquote, yeah. And not actually giving up herself, it's not in line with what I say I want, but yeah. I accept yeah. it. That's yeah. part of the problem for the husband. Then it's like that's the way I frame it for them of like, 
okay, what yeah. you say you want, you're not doing. Yeah, yeah. So A plus B equals C. You know, it's, what's it's that just, about? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think too, you know, one thing I've said before, and I think I'm trying to remember another author who says this, so I, I don't want to sound like I'm taking, but there's some something that I've heard someone say about how you know, sex isn't sex. Like we, we kind of uh, have cheapened it in a lot of ways that if we are, you know, fully giving of ourselves in this moment presently, then, then that's a lot more genuine intimacy than, you know, completely sacrificing ourselves for our spouse and, and given, you know, I think there's an element of sure, Sometimes people just have sex and they have sex and it's not, you know, mm-hmm. there's no bells and whistles. Um, you know, I, I can understand that. But I think within these cases of domestic abuse, uh, sex kind of becomes sort of this requirement versus uh, a, a genuine pursuit for intimacy. And so within that, it kind of distorts uh, the whole relationship all in itself and the right. agency and the ability to choose this intimacy. And I said, A plus B equals C really, you know, good relating and, you know, good, you know, virtues and fruits of the spirit that I'm doing within this relationship imperfectly, of course, and with weaknesses. But if my posture is within that and another person's posture is within that, then sex is going to be much more fuller. Right. And because that's where you can, you're describing that the discrepancy we can have between a higher desire, and lower desire. Sometimes somebody's yeah. it's it is more. I'm doing this more for you than I am sure. for myself, but I'm still a full willing participant. Yes, I'm still here <laughs> in that equation. That's a sacrifice that benefits the whole. Yeah, yeah. Versus, yeah. I think sometimes we get caught in these scenarios where I claim I'm sacrificing, but I'm yeah. really it's to the lowest common denominator, yeah. and, and it's yeah. not for the benefit of the whole. Yeah. It's for just alleviating the anxiety in the moment yes. or the tension yeah. in the moment or the identity structure in the yeah. moment of, but I'm bad. I'm a bad spouse. If I, no, yeah. you're not. If, yeah. if you're not truly wanting to be involved in this, then well then don't. don't. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. But, but within the domestic abuse, I th- it, it gets, that becomes very complicated, you know, within that, because if the woman doesn't, things could get worse. She's dealing with, you know, several other complexities for multiple days within that. And so there's this tension and helping women to see that you can say no. Um, and that God can really use that. No, for the spouse who's demanding and requiring and has this expectation that I should have it whenever I want it. Right. And so let's, let's pivot then. And I just want to keep going. Okay, we're just gonna sure. we're just gonna blow right through this. Will just be the full show. Everybody gets the full show today. So, <laughs> congratulations to everybody. This is too good. This like, is too good. Oh no, this is getting to, scary to not, up in here. <laughs> to, no, no, no. Because we need to pivot to like sure. you just teed up of. Okay, so you're recognize someone's listening to this because I can guarantee there'll be people that are like, okay, 100%. wait, this this is not circumstance that I've been having these themes and now yeah, it's being the confirmed. Come in, the awakening right here, right now. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. sensing. Yep. That's describing me. That's something that's been my experience. That's exactly what I'm living. So the next steps to start yeah. healing. Yeah. I mean, obviously therapy is one that's a Absolutely. definite plus. Yeah. But what are some of the other steps? Because because you you alluded to this idea of most of why we don't speak up is because mm-hmm. I'm afraid of what's coming when I yeah. do. Yeah. Because I've had moments. Every tell me if I'm wrong on this, sure. but. 
every person has had moments where they did speak up and it went badly. That's why they don't yeah. anymore. Yep. And so it's recognizing, okay, but when I do find my agency, even if it's ever so slightly improved yeah. and growing, yeah. I'm going to have some major discomfort and ma- major turmoil oh, possibly for the yeah. short term. But yeah. how do how do we help people understand the resolve of that? And yeah. then also yeah. what's likely can come from that? You know, I think, so the turmoil that comes, if you could think of it like a self that's starting to form, I know this sounds so theologically out the window, <laughs> um, but, but from a trauma perspective, it makes sense to talk this way. But when she's feeling, and like I said, I typically see the woman who's a victim, so I speak in that way, but there's absolutely men out there who are, you know, in these situations. But when they begin to feel that, they're, they're beginning their, their sense of self. I don't like what's going on. I don't like having to submit in these ways that I don't feel like God is requiring of me. I don't like being hit. I don't like being emotionally abused or verbally abused, fill in the blank. Um, And so the way out of that is continuing, one, to continue to educate yourself because the more you have some clarity about it mentally, it's going to help with that decision-making of what is my next step. But I also want to acknowledge for a lot of my clients who go through this, there's a ton of ambivalence. This is probably the biggest and the longest part of this process is the ambivalence because there's good times and there's bad times. Right. Um, you know, and, and there's this kind of trauma bonding that happens where when there's inner, there's this positive moment with your spouse and then there's this really bad moment and it's awful. You know, yep. this is different than your regular ups and downs within a marriage. The, the no, no, severity, no. the intensity, the pattern. This, um, this is actually, because I've, I've been reading yeah. on this just recently, just refreshing because of some of the client load yeah. I've got right now. Um, yeah. that, that this is actually what Schnarch referred to this as, is this is discru- discussed trauma bonding. Yeah, yeah. Right, because yeah. it's your disgust reaction in your brain, which is actually an a automatic response that's in the brain. It's yeah. neurological. Yeah. And it bo- it can bond us. It's super glue yeah. to somebody and it's hard to break. It is so hard to break. Um, you know, so there, there's a lot of education. There's a lot of how do you get yourself emotionally safe? Sometimes a woman can't be physically safe just yet because there's a whole lot of stuff to do to, to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times uh, that does look like sometimes even going to therapy without a spouse knowing, you know, I think it's important to pick someone who, who knows domestic abuse. And, you know, I mostly work with Christian domestic abuse. So definitely someone who has that combo who can nuance some of that's going to be really important. But one thing that I've seen is when a woman is able to work through some of the trauma, whether it's through EMDR or somatic experiencing or internal family system, some of these modes of treatment that are really great for trauma. When she's worked through some of that, it's almost like it clears out the debris enough you got the education piece and then she can see so much more clearly what's in front of her. The the self begins to form that it's a little bit more solid. And so those things that are happening within the home get a little bit even more um, irritating. (laughs) Like, no, I, you know, see myself made in the image of God and I am, you know, and I, I do have dignity and worth. And so, that's, that's when I see a little bit of that ambivalence begin to kind of wax and wane. Um, and, you know, they're either telling their spouse, Hey, you need to get, you need to get some help or I'm, I'm leaving. Um, they may even there, I call it therapeutically separate, which I know mm-hmm. the church is scared to death of, <laughs> but 
you know, the way I kind of see it is, is if he can do his work and she's doing her work and they're healing, you know, within the trauma world, this whole integration is taking place. You know, they're, they're forming a better sense of who they are in Christ. Then you can begin to integrate as a couple um, way down the line, not definitely not in the beginning stages. I do not recommend doing marriage counseling in these cases in the beginning um, because the woman's just going to be, you know, kind of indirectly abused in the session. Um, And so that's kind of how I see it kind of happen. But then there are some women who, for many, many various different reasons, they don't leave. Um, You know, and I think for, as a therapist, it requires a lot of patience and understanding. They have, they have their reasonings why they're not leaving and, and what does it look like to live within this marriage and still be the healthiest person you possibly can. Um, right. Well, know. I think that's where you start to describe that's a more subtle path and goal of agency while still staying. Exactly. Yes. Right. That it, that it is an element yes. of because that's what I, I kind of have a similar journey in the sense of my goal becomes how do I help people? Because most of them will come in and maybe it's not to the severity that you describe it, what you sure. work with but predominantly. But there's this goal of I'm stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 tilted sadly severely not in my favor, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the big ones I hear is, you know, financially, I, there's yeah. no way yeah. I could leave, even though the behaviors I'm tolerating yeah. are intolerable in some yeah. ways because they're mm-hmm. affairs or it's, yeah. it's verbal or it's emotional or, or some different things that can be abusive. But even if you could start to empower them to take a stance within that dynamic Absolutely. better, it can shift the dynamic. Some yes. doesn't necessarily solve it, but I earn my self-respect by doing that. Yeah. By and yeah. and I can still then choose to, you know what, for the betterment of, I can. And that at least yeah. gives me clarity in the short term. And sometimes that's enough of a disruption in the system <laughs> to to alter it to a, a much yeah. better state. Yeah. And and you know, I I've seen where gosh, these are some of the strongest women I've ever seen <laughs> Yeah. because you really, you know, it's one thing to go and leave. Like I said, I'm not at all saying not to leave or to leave or to stay or, you know, for everyone, it is absolutely a very personal decision. Right. Um, but when I see women stay, there's so much energy that takes place to stay with that self and who they are and who God's created them to be. They have to do it daily, sometimes hourly. Um, you know, when, when they are being questioned or their boundaries are being crossed or they're sensing that manipulation or crazy making or gaslighting, all of these things, you know, they have to keep finding their, their footing over and over and over again within the Lord, because, you know, they're so easily pushed all over, you know, throughout their day. And, and I think it has to be stated just in in the interest of this needs to be noted. This is not just a female against male thing. Yes. Right. Yes. Because there's an element of husbands and husbanding that have the same scenario of, yes. I feel like I'm the crazy one. I feel like yeah. I have no stance. I feel like I'm the one that's, that's being abused here. It, it's typically not the physical in the, in the sense that because yeah. you've you got yeah. the, the strengths, the strength differences and, and the, the presence differences in a lot of ways, but not always. And so, yeah, yeah. definitely it's, it's, the men can be you know, the ones who are being abused. I tend to come out in this way because I mostly see women. No. And, and that's, that's the more predominant setup because of the way society has been for sure. The way culture and churches have been 
that yes. it's because you, you you headed off the sh- you started off the show with this whole idea that it's really all surrounding the aspects of power, yep. right? Because whoever has claimed yep. the power, either culturally, societally, perceived, yeah. systemically, even yeah, yeah. absolutely, even if it's just perceived, yeah, you got to be careful how you wield that power. One hundred percent. And and know? sometimes people know exactly what they're doing in the wielding of their power. They do. And sometimes <laughs> they don't. And so yes. I think even those two things yes. have. Let's let's go there for a second. Yeah. Because what do you do with the difference between the people that know what they're, you know, you're in a system where, yeah, they've known how they've, they're doing this versus it, it's kind of the unintended consequence of it, but it still sure. it doesn't mean it doesn't matter. And it's not important yeah. and, and impactful. Well, you know, I think I bring it back to the basics, you know, okay. that because uh, I, I, I will often hear, well, I, I just didn't know, or I, you know, I'm trying the best I can, or, you know, fill in the blank. But I, again, I know I've said this a few different times, but if we come back to just the basics of relating, okay. <laughs> you Perfect. know, like if, if I am mean to you in any capacity, then you're yep. not going to want to be around, <laughs> you know? Yep. And so I think there's this sort of simple uh, element of if I act entitled and if I take advantage of you and I take what I want, no matter what, it, it's not this whole, did I know or not okay. know? I think there's this sort of moral code within us that, yeah. you, you know, we're, we're, we're being selfish. We are, we are taking what's not ours um, and we're doing it at someone else's expense. And so, you know, whether it's known or not, I think so is, deep down, there's an element of, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. So, so does this help? Because this is what came to my mind. Because yeah. this is something I use with some clients occasionally. I need to do it more because I think this is really powerful. Of um, Imagine, like replay a, a scene in your in your life, right? I'm, so I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying it to oh, everyone sure, sure. in the show, right? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, well, even if you want to join in, let's know, play, right? Colleen. Okay, let's, let's do an yeah, exercise. Let's, let's do an exercise. <laughs> Um, imagine, you know, replay a scene and a dynamic as if you were watching a movie with yeah. the sound off between you and your spouse on how that moment went unpo- unfolded. And you're you're in the audience just yeah. watching. What do you glean from how that fo- unfolded? Because that's where morality becomes a lot more clean yeah. on like, yeah. okay, wait, that stance, that reaction, that, yeah, okay, there's something, yeah. it helps us come, mm-hmm. that's the clarity you're describing. I yes. can see something outside of the norm yep. that I have lived in, which can give yep. me pause to ask a better question, courage to yeah. make a better move or do yep. something different or remove myself. I mean, that's what yes. we then all of a sudden we open up scenarios because I, I would imagine you have a lot of times where people would say, but I don't know what to do. And then when yeah. I can slow myself down, you re- actually realize yeah. I got a lot of options of what I can yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. And that's the essence of healing too, is choice, you know, having options, knowing what your options are. Um, But even going back to the whole relating piece, sometimes I'll get, well, it's just her trauma. It's her, it's her trauma that's kicking in there, but I still go back to the basics. Well, if you had a vulnerable person in front of you, would you still take advantage of them and just say, well, they're just vulnerable. (laughs) So if she She's got these, you know, things that make her more vulnerable to certain certain things within the marriage, whether it's right sexually or you know even emotionally. Um, you know, I think the heart of Christ is to actually be sensitive to that, not just plow forward. Um, yes. and and to 
a really the exercise that attunement or that kind of watching and learning, like what is my spouse doing right now? How do I need to adjust in healthy ways, not necessarily in walking on eggshell kind of ways, but more in this, this capacity of gentleness and kindness that I'm, I'm coming alongside of you versus forcing you forward into these things or making and demanding you to do these things. Right. I'm being an ally in this yes. with you and I'm truly the help meet, yeah. which was there's submission. Right. It's in yeah. that, that's the biblical side of it too, of, you know, yeah. I'm not meant to complete you, but I'm also not here to dominate. Yeah, we yeah. we are partners yes in this and so how do i view these things as moments to go you know sac- it, that, that's when it does become self-sacrificing on the other side of the equation right yeah of, yeah i sacrifice what my normal yes. was or what i thought and i get exactly. into that wait this is actually betterment for the betterment of the whole and that is christ's sacrifice it's power under versus power over that's perfect. It's how can I serve you in these ways, you know, and that's from a, that, that's from a really strong sense of who you are. Yes. Typically the other way is like, Ooh, that self has got some stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's worth noting, uh, because back in the archives of SMR is, um, Gary Thomas was on this for those in the nation that are new. Um, and there's a book on, on when to walk away that he wrote. Oh, and it's yeah. and it's actually following Christ's example of how he avoided toxic situations and toxic mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. by walking away and removing himself or being clear about yeah. that's not why I'm here. And because I'd always loved the the thought process of the, the scriptures where it describes the crowds mobbing him and they need things from him mm-hmm. and he slips away. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. wow, selfish of Jesus. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But people don't we don't put that equation yeah. on him because yeah. he's like, no, I'm about something bigger. I'm going to solve a bigger issue. If you have a yeah. biblical worldview, yeah. but it's also recognizing I don't have to meet everybody's needs according to what they want. Yes. Yeah. I can yeah. also meet it according to what I want because I have a role in this too. Absolutely. And, and the capacity for it, you know, sometimes we need that time away. We need that solitude. I know I do to build up the capacity to be able to move to yeah. be able to do all these things. And so to be constantly just giving and doing yeah. is not healthy. That's great. Well, Colleen, this has been, this has been fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I thank you so much. So tell Absolutely. members of the nation how they can find more of you. And I'll put all this also in the show notes. Yeah, too. yeah. So I have a private practice. And of course, if you're not in the state of Kentucky, you can't, you can't see me, but I do have a group practice. It's uh, ColleenRamserLPC.com. So I'm, I'm assuming you'll put that in there. The spelling yep. and different things. But yep. um, so I, I do do speaking trainings and other podcasts. So I love to do that. I've got some clinicians who see a lot of domestic abuse and spiritual abuse. Um, so you can go there for that. Um, but then I also have a course that I've developed and it's a different website. It's ColleenRamser.com. I currently have a wait list, um, but this next upcoming one that I'm going to launch, I think I'm going to include some bonus episodes on spiritual abuse, but this course is just literally the basics, the foundation of everything I teach that's trauma-informed, being in his image, um, you know, being a Christ follower, that's holistic. Yeah. Uh, so it's very foundational and you can, you can find that there and register for it. Um, but yeah, that's two, two of the best ways to, to keep up with me. Perfect. Well, Colleen, uh, all the best and blessings on your work. And thank you so much for what you do and for the time today. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm fascinated by um, the different people we get to be exposed to 
because of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, from the stuff that helps set up this kind of content that we get from listeners, uh, emails, calls, all that, all the way through. But then other professionals that that are in the trenches, that do really good work. And Colleen and I, it was funny because she wanted to connect beforehand. This is a little behind the scenes uh-huh, talk, yeah. um, just to kind of get an idea of the show. And we talked for an hour. And at one point we were like, we should probably be recording this, shouldn't we? And I'm like, yeah, this is really good stuff we're already talking through. Okay, I'm just saying, every time you meet with someone, you need to record it because good point. I don't know how many times I've heard you say, we should have been recording yeah, good that. Good point, good point. Well, I will learn from that and take noted. Thank you. All right, well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. We're so grateful that you took some time out of your day to spend it with us. And if we left something undone, let us know, 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We'll see you next time.